Welcome to the Lonnie Swain Show. I'm your host, Lonnie Swain. You can find me on Instagram at Lonnie Swain, L-O-N-I-S-W-A-I-N. The podcast is on Instagram as well, at Lonnie Swain Show. And don't forget, you can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. And after you listen and enjoy the episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share with a friend. So, Carla, we are back again. I've gotten some great feedback from all of our Ask a Life Coach sessions thus far, and I am confident that this one will be no different. Of course, it is Women's History Month, and in honor of that, I thought it would be a good time to tackle some of the pressures that we have as women in this world, in this society. And there are so many stereotypes, so many nine out of 10 times non-women who feel that they have the authority to determine what women should be like and and pass their opinions about woman Mm -hmm. has to be married by a certain age or if she's not married by a certain age something's wrong with her or she should have children and if she doesn't have children then something's wrong with her or if a woman should be docile and should take care of the home and if she doesn't do that then something's wrong with her and so I think that Mm -hmm. a lot of women feel a lot of pressures whether it be from family from friends comparisons society, things that they hear, that they see to be something other than what they naturally feel inclined to, just to live up to the expectations of what it is to be a woman. So with that being said, how would you work with a client on discovering who it is that they are, that they want to be, and standing up against the expectations or demands of other people that don't align with who they genuinely feel they are. It's so interesting because usually you can tell a lot about somebody by what they believe their pressures are, what they believe the social pressure around them is telling them. Because a lot of times whatever is bugging us about what we see the outside world telling us or pushing us towards gives us insight onto what's important to us, what's important to the client. Um, Because it's, it's really interesting that societal expectations that we really don't care about generally don't have the same kind of impact on us, if that makes sense. So if like, if I'm not, I'm, I'll make this super, you know, just a silly example, but say I'm, I'm really not a dog person. I don't want to have a dog. I don't care about dogs. And I see everybody else walking dogs and having little dogs in their purses and dogs on the <laughs> plane and dogs, dogs everywhere. I mean, these days you can bring your dogs everywhere. But if Mm -hmm. I'm not, if I don't care about dogs, I don't care. Like, I don't care if somebody's like, hey, you should get a dog. And I'm like, no, I don't want a dog, you know. Mm -hmm. But if for some reason I really want a dog, but I don't have one, or I don't feel like I'm allowed to have one, or things just haven't worked out with me getting a dog, or whatever the situation is, then every dog I see is like a trigger for me, you know, and I'm, and, and, and I feel this pressure maybe, or, or maybe I secretly want a dog, but for whatever reason I was taught by my family that we aren't dog people or something like mm-hmm. that. So <laughs> then I'm like, then I'm pushing against it. So I think it, you know, you, what you asked is how would I help a client? If a client is really struggling with certain kinds of expectations, I would be really curious about what's going on there and which part of those are something that either we really do want or we feel like we can't have, but we want. 
Do you you see what I'm saying? Yes. Um, Or like if you feel like you're supposed to be able to cook, but you don't want to cook, but you can't, it does feel like there's been pressure that you're supposed to know how to cook and you don't know how to cook. And really you do want to know, or you don't want to know, but you, you just want, you want to be able to have it the way you want it about cooking. Mm-hmm. And so if a, a client's like, you know, I get all this pressure from my family that I'm supposed to know how to cook and I don't like to cook and I don't want to cook, then yeah, there's, there's something going on there. There's something to, to delve into about, well, so what do you make it mean that you don't want to cook? Mm-hmm. What is the meaning you're associated? Cause it isn't about cooking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's about what that means about being like, you, you know, you started at the beginning. It's like about what that means about being a woman or being uh, valuable or whatever. And so then it's really about if I don't embrace this, then there's something not, you know, that I've been taught that isn't, that makes me less than or less desirable or something like that. And then we would look at that piece and, and, and delve into the truth of that or not. Is that true? Can we, where can we go with that? What would you say is your understanding of that? Which comes first, the desire to want to cook or other people bringing it up? You know, I guess that's the, the part that you say, if no one was talking about what you should or shouldn't right. be doing, <laughs> you know, it's like, right. Would you still be, be thinking about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, right. what do you mm-hmm. think about that? You know, we're all subject to different kinds of, of pressure as well. You know, you mentioned pressure around women because some of us have either family members or friends or just a cultural milieu that we're raised in or that we live in that really does feel very rigid and really does feel like we're not allowed to step out of that world. Or if we do, there are consequences. You know, we will lose something if we decide to do something different than the expectations of us. We may lose section of family members or connection or something like that. And then there are others of us who really do have more freedom, who've been raised or or what what for whatever reason, or we just don't feel the same expectations. And we're like, yeah, I'm doing what I want. You know, mm-hmm. it's fine. And my family is supportive of whatever my decisions are or my coworkers or my boss or whoever. So it's certainly not the same for each person how much they really are actually receiving pressure from someone outside of them. The question then becomes what to do with that pressure, whether there's a lot or a little. If there is a lot, what do we do about it? And especially if it's not aligned with what we, what the client wants. What I feel that I observe more from my my personal circle of friends, Mm -hmm. the inability to feel comfortable to speak up for themselves or to go mm-hmm. against the expectations of other people, this um, innate desire to please people and, mm-hmm. you know, whether that be family, friends, society, mm-hmm. and even though they may or may not do what it is that the family or friends want them to do, but they do it more in secret or they tiptoe mm-hmm. around it, that it isn't this like, hey, you know what? This is what I want to do. It's not what you want me to do, mm-hmm. but this is what makes me happy and hopefully you'll support it and just kind of let the call- mm-hmm. chips fall where they may. So right. what, what would you say are some ways to work on owning our decisions and being vocal and unapologetic about them? I think one of the things that's helpful to remember is thinking about someone that said or did or acted in a way that was inspiring to you, where you looked out and you went, oh, she's doing that. 
maybe I can do that. Or I don't exactly want to do that, but that's like a real badass move. And, and you know, when each of us, I think it's helpful to think of people who have, you know, whether it's recent or a long time ago, living dead friends or people that we see in in the, the world around us, you know, in the news, when they're taking brave steps to be themselves fully, it inspires more of us to say, oh, I could do that too. I can take that step. And that then can give us the courage to take that step because then we're paving a path for the people who, you know, the people around us who might be waiting, you know? So when we take a step and are more closely authentic to what we really believe in, then we make it easier for others to follow. And the whole world just gets more legitimately authentic, which is so cool. You know, this is true for anything, whether it's, you know, trying to be more peaceful in the world or whatever, you know, so many times we were waiting for someone else to, to do it first. And, and when we take the step, a lot of times we find out that there's actually a lot less fallout than we thought there would be that really there hasn't been anything in our way as much as we thought there was. We were just scared. Mm. And once we take that step, it's like, oh, nobody even cared. Nobody even noticed. (laughs) Right, right. Exactly. The world just kept turning yeah. and, you know, it, it's yeah. never as yeah. bad as what we feared it would be, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The consequences, the reactions, the punishment, all of it, you know, it's usually just so much made up in our minds. Yep. Do you think that there are any tips for being less affected by the opinions of others? How do we best reject what does not resonate within ourselves as true? Yeah, yeah. There's a saying that you may already know. I think it's one of those kinds of things that people sometimes say to us when we're little kids. uh, Don't compare your insides to other people's outsides. Huh, a lot of times we look one. around and and everyone else seems that you know they seem so put together or they seem so um, like they're not scared of anything or they seem just like everything is working great for them. And so when we compare our own what we see of ourselves, we see all those inner workings as well. We see our hesitations, we see what we really do when we go home at night in the evening, you know, and maybe we don't always follow a fabulous routine or whatever, uh-huh. you know, those kinds of things. And we see what's going on in our own heads and, and all of the thoughts, all of our thinking that could be frightened or scared or sad or whatever. And so I think that is one of the things that's really helpful is to remember that those people that we see around us that seem to just never have a problem, they have an inner dialogue themselves that we don't hear and that we don't see uh, that may be very similar to ours. So I think that's one nice thing to remember because we, we don't see everyone else's inner world. We only see our inner world. Mm-hmm. I guess these days we have a tendency to to, to believe we're seeing more of each other's inner worlds because with social media and all these things, you know, people making all kinds of true confessions and all kinds of different <laughs> ways, you know, right, right. It feels much more like people's private world that we do have a window and to some degree we do, but really that's like a photo, that's like a vacation album for the most part. And even when right. people are revealing more uh, what feels like real life or what feels like uh, maybe something stressful or something overwhelming and they're, and they're being vulnerable out in the world, it's still curated vulnerability. You know, they're still (laughs) making that choice. You know, they're still, Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
and not to say that that it means it's not authentic. It could be very authentic, but there could be a bunch of other things that, that we're, we're not seeing everything, you know, right. we're, we're never seeing everything. If you could say um, one of the best things about being a woman, what would you say it is? Oh, wow. I just love it. I feel like I feel very free to do whatever I want in a very, I, I don't know, like I feel like I have lots of options. Uh, I have a zillion options as to what I can wear or what I, you know, there's so many choices. Mm. There's so many choices. And I don't really, I'm not a fashion maven by any means. <laughs> I don't know why I mentioned that. Um, sitting, sitting here in my, my paint covered sweatpants right now. Um, Hey, you didn't say it was about exercising those options. You just know you have them, you know? <laughs> you I have them. Yeah. And and I love I love that I love my like my emotional state or my state of being as a I've never wanted to be anything else. I've always felt very comfortable in in this state that I'm in, but it's it's interesting because you asked me that and I'm like, "Well, so what? What is it? What do I love about it?" Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I don't know what do you love about being a woman? I love the softness of being a woman Mm, that I think that um, comparatively, and I don't know if it's just more acceptable or what, but I think that women are often physically, emotionally, mentally, you know, the compassion that I feel women have Mm -hmm. for one another, for the Mm -hmm. world, for the people around them Mm -hmm. and their, their ability to express it. Um, more than than their male counterparts. Um, I think it's just beautiful. Um, Sometimes I resent it, you know, to be like so deeply Mm -hmm. feeling. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think that it truly is a superpower. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that maybe part of what I I mean when I say I have a lot of choices, because that's my, that's our, that's our go-to, like that we're completely allowed to do as women. Mm-hmm. And we can be soft and vulnerable and we can be loving and caring and nurturing and compassionate. And it's completely awesome. And we can be fierce, courageous and brave yes. and hard and fierce and yeah, and yeah. strong and powerful mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And we, it's, it, it really feels to me like we have both options available to like that, that it's, that it's okay, which feels like a lot of choice and, and, and having that base, foundation of, of that softness that you mentioned is it's such a joyful thing. I couldn't agree more. Well, thank you as <laughs> always, Carla. Um, if someone wants to get in touch with you for coaching or if you have any upcoming events that you want to let everybody know about. Well, you can always check the events at livingwildandprecious.com. So that's how you can find, you know, check out my website or also things like Instagram and Facebook, it's all under Living Wild and Precious, or you can email me at Carla at livingwildandprecious.com. My, my most exciting thing, which is happening in June, is going to Paris. Yeah! Going to Paris, peaceful in Paris. It's going to be seven days in June, and it's going to be an amazing retreat and very, uh, very beautiful, very, very aligned with what we were just talking about, you know, like just really being open and exploring the city in a beautiful, relaxed way, immersing in nature in Paris. Yeah. That's coming up. And the thing that I loved most about you describing what the trip will be like to me is that you said it's Mm -hmm. not going to be getting on a, you know, chartered bus and saying, you know, Mm -hmm. and on the left side, here is this, this and this. It's going to be, you know, 
curated events that have been put together by a local, um, you know, so you will have time to really be immersed in the culture and do things that feel like yeah. I'm doing what I love and I, it happens to like be a Parisian word. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. As opposed to hop on this bus. Now we have this yeah. and a tour at this time and a tour at that time. So that's the way I prefer right. to travel. So if someone yeah. is listening and they're like, they were thinking, Ugh. oh, you know, a tour and a this, maybe not, but no, if no. you like to be immersed. Lots of, yeah, bicycling in the gardens of Versailles yoga in the gardens of the Louvre, Turkish baths, picnics, yes, with yes. views of the Eiffel Tower, you know, and, and all, yes, wine, wine tasting and dessert making and all done with a small group. It's a really cozy small group. It's not a big group of women. Yeah, really immersing in the that, that beauty of, of that European way of living. And they can get more Slow details down. and sign up yeah. on your website. Yeah, livingwildandprecious.com. Click on the events button and it's there. Thank you so very much for listening to the Lonnie Swain Show podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us. And of course, sharing is caring. So if you know someone you think might enjoy this podcast, please pass it along. Until next time, go where you are celebrated and appreciated, not just tolerated. Have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you soon.